uh, the one, the only, and uh, big-time member of the Ace Broadcast team, Ray Fossey. Ray, it's Dave, Kyle, and Jay. Thank you for joining us this morning. How are you? And haven't been on because you're too early. Yeah, I know you work. You work nights. <laughs> that's and, right. Yeah, so that's right. But very happy to be coming up there today. I mean, it's uh, the, the list that you mentioned. That's pretty special because uh, I, I must admit that off days are pretty special. So uh, to get that group to come up today, but we appreciate everything you guys do and uh, the station, everything. We're looking forward to coming up. Well, appreciate and you do mention it, and people should know this. It's a 162-game season, yeah. plus you have spring training, plus you guys went to Japan. You're, you're absolutely right. It's a day off. That at home. That, at home. That doesn't happen that often. And instead of uh, lying around watching uh, you know, reruns of Friends or whatever you normally do, <laughs> you, you're driving up to Sacramento to hang out for uh, a few hours with us. We appreciate that. And we listen, we appreciate the fact that how about you doing this uh, right in the middle of a hot streak, right? Well, you know, and that's the great thing about what the A's are doing. And, and people say, well, how do they do it? Uh, you know, I look at it because baseball overall is, is almost tra- very transient. There's a, so many new players. And I've been doing this a long time, longer than you've been on the air, by the way. But anyway, uh, <laughs> right. which, which is a long time, which, uh, which that's, uh, I love it because uh, I, I love baseball just like you love broadcasting uh, and being on the air. But, uh, but, but I think what happens over the course of an offseason, there's so many players that trade, uh, change teams that you look at the A's, uh, and it seems like it takes them a little while to get going. I think the, uh, the, the trip to Tokyo, while in 2012 Bob Melvin said it might have been a way for the players to get acclimated, get, kind of get to know each other, but that team also changed as the season progressed, just like what is happening right now. But uh, it's not a matter of turning on the switch because – I remember when Tony La Russa managed the A's back in the late 80s, went to World Series three consecutive years. He always said, guys, let's jump off to a good start. Let everybody chase us. It's, rather, it's better to be the, ones, the, one, the team that people are chasing versus you trying to chase because ultimately down the end, if there are a lot of teams and you're chasing, it, it's not going to work out. So, but I like the way the A's are playing right now. They are hot. And uh, Bob Melvin does a tremendous job. I, I keep saying you're the best manager I've ever seen in baseball. And he says, ah, you should be my agent. But in reality, in everything that has to go on in today's world with uh, the media, I mean, he's got a presser before the game, after the game. People want one-on-ones. He has a tremendous coaching staff that really helped him. But by and large, basically, he knows it's all up to the players, and they're doing a tremendous job. Well, Foss, you mentioned the job that Bob Melvin did. We, we saw it last year. He managed a pitching staff that – uh, you know, was kind of patchwork through thrown together. The, yep. All the injuries there, and and Melvin helped manage them to 97 wins. And then this year, they didn't make a ton of improvements to that pitching staff uh, in the offseason, knowing they were going to get some of these guys back. Do you see them making a deal for a starter? I know they got Homer Bailey right. yesterday, but making a bigger deal for a starter? Are they going to let uh, guys like Jarrell Cotton and A.J. Puck work their way back and, and then ride those guys last season? You know, that's a good question because I think what is happening, and Dave Forrest yesterday is doing a great job as the general manager, Billy Bean, of course, the executive VP of baseball operations. You know, they're doing a tremendous job. But, guys, any time you get in this time of the year where you have a chance to do something special, I don't think you ever hold back. And getting Homer Bailey yesterday, you know, he's been pitching well. Uh, it's really a, a, a team-friendly deal because basically the Reds are paying him, the Dodgers, you know, the other clubs paying him a lot of money. So right. the A's get him, and – 
he has been pitching extremely well. And if you go back to last year when Mike Fires was acquired, everybody said, why are you getting this, this old pitcher? Well, look what he's done or did last year and what he is doing this year is just tremendous. Right. And so I, I think to answer your question, it's, uh, the trading deadline has changed. You can't make a trade. You can't make a deal after the 31st of July. So I think what is going to be happening is the clubs who are feeling that they are in it are going to be hopefully one of the ten teams in October. And, oh, by the way, when you talk about Japan and spring training and, and regular season, you're also hoping for October. And that is what it's all about, to get to the, the final month of the season where if you're hot, you have a chance to do something special. And I think David Forrest and Billy Bean and Bob Belvin, everybody's going to do their best to try to get this team to where they can do something really special the final two months of the season. The offense is there. The pitching there, the two guys you mentioned, Jarrell Cotton and A.J. Puck, both coming off Tommy John surgery, there's anticipation that when they do come back, they would go to the bullpen. So it's not going to be a starter, and I think that's why Homer Bailey was acquired and, and perhaps even more beyond that. But, you know, you look at what the A's are doing right now. You add Homer Bailey to an already very good four-man rotation uh, and, and what we saw over the weekend and Fires, Bassett, and Anderson yesterday, and then Daniel Mingdon has taken over in the Frankie Montas spot. He is 3-0 and in those starts. He's an excellent pitcher. So adding Homer Bailey to a very good bullpen that's giving him to get better, I think it's a pretty good team going forward. And uh, that's what we're looking forward to talking about today when we come up to Sacto. I was talking with the legendary Ray Fossey. Is, is this right? It's got to be a misprint. You and your, what, 33rd, 86 when you started with the A's? Is that right? I uh, started, you know, I, I'm fortunate to have been in baseball. This is my 49th year. Wow. And, and you know, as a player, and, and, you know, guys, most guys, when they leave the game as a player, they go on baseball. I was fortunate to work for the Haas family and the Speakers Bureau. I was a director of sales, director of PR. So I, I'm probably one of a handful that can say that I've been on both sides. And so I understand they, there are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that cost a lot of money. And while the players are the people, uh, the players are the ones that the people want to go out and watch. Bottom line, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. But uh, I can I can proudly say that in my 49 years, it's special because it's my 49 years I've been married to my wife Carol, who wow. I met when I was playing in Reno with the Reno Silver Sox in the Cleveland <laughs> Indians organization, and uh, had a great time in Reno, the biggest little city in the world, but. Uh, you know, we traveled through Sacramento, heading up to Lake Tahoe and Reno, and uh, Sacramento's a great city. We really appreciate everything you guys are doing in the station because, bottom line, the A's need coverage throughout Northern California. And, and I think that is special because people all over Northern California, as far south, I know Monty Moore, my good friend down in Porterville, he likes to listen, and, and east all the way to the Reno, I think that encompasses our area. But uh, you guys are special because – we know that you have that big, big signal that people can listen, and it's important that people know about the Oakland Athletics, and we thank you for that. Well, we thank you too, Ray. And, and, and listen, I'm a, and this gets to my next question. I'm a lifelong Giants fan, but I've covered the oh, A's. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I, I know, but, it's just brutal, dude. Try working with them. But, but I've, I've covered the A's for a long time, and we go down to spring training each and every year, and it's not just uh, – what you're saying is not just – speech it, the A's truly are a, a class act organization yeah. from top to bottom and there's just no comparison in how they deal not only with fans and the creativity uh that Dave Cavill uh, yeah. and, and and everybody behind the scenes puts forward but also media relations it's not a it's not your typical uh yeah we'll do this interview fine no they, they've always been very active and very friendly yeah. uh, with everything and, and we appreciate that it makes it a heck of a lot easier to not only cover you guys I think Ray but but root for you guys as well 
Well, we appreciate that. And I know when Mark Lane called me yesterday and said, are you available for this tomorrow morning? I said, absolutely. You know, because, you know, sure, I would like to slip in, but, you know, I'm old. I don't need sleep anyway. You know, <laughs> the older you get, you know, we, we know how that works. But, uh, no, it, it's just baseball. And people say, how, how do you do this? And I said, guys, it's been my life. Yeah. You know, and, and we are in the greatest sport in the greatest game in the history. And, and how can you not get pumped up to be a part? I mean, guys, I, I watch these players today, and I sometimes look out there and I say, did I ever play this game? You know, because the, the game has changed, and, and these guys are good. But I, I will say, in, in all honesty, uh, I thought something would happen with shifts, and it happened yesterday when a per- perfecto was ended on a shift. Yep. You know, and they can say what they want, and, and you know, the Rays do that, but bottom line – it, it's good, but, man, when you lose a perfect game with a ground ball right to where the second baseman would have been. But anyway, that's another story. It, it, it is the changing game, but uh, baseball is still baseball. It's still pitcher throwing to the, the hitter, the catcher, and trying to get him out. And you can do all the other things. The bottom line, you try to get to October to be one of the ten doing the dance and, and hope at the end that you're there. And the A's have been fortunate. Even though the Giants have won only three, the A's have won four times. Right. So, uh you still, as a lifelong Giants fan, you still have a ways to go. Uh, nope, totally understandable, and, I, and I'll bring it, hey, and I'll bring it all together because you were a catcher before all this, and a damn good one. Well, and and you, you mentioned Bob Melvin, who also was a catcher growing up. I, I was, and this is true. Bob Melvin was Will Clark was my guy, but Bob Melvin was also my guy. I was a catcher yeah. in Little League, and I watched him uh, religiously. And you'll remember this, Ray. You you played the position. Have you have you ever asked Bob or looked at those old highlights of his and wondered? how he doesn't have – I never understood his crouch, and I tried to do it. So you had the Tony Pena crouch with the leg out. But Bob had his very own – I don't even know what to call the crouch, Ray, but as an ex-catcher, I'm wondering if you'd watch his old highlights and your back would just automatically start hurting. Well, no, my knees do. But, uh, <laughs> you know, people say to me, how are your knees? I said, they're my own. And that's, that's what I'm proud to say at 72, that they are my own knees. And uh, while they do hurt, but I've dealt with pain my whole life. But, see, you know, I appreciate you more even even after this conversation to know that you're one of the smartest guys. Hey, guys, listen, to, you're, 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 you're working with one of the smartest guys in, all, in the history of the game. Oh, I mean, man, catchers, catchers have to be intelligent. Right. I mean, this tools of ignorance crap, I mean, come on. It's 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 the tools of of intelligence yep. because you have to tell and you know the great late catfish hunter and I always say this I don't know what your time is but catfish hunter told me whenever I was traded o- over to Oakland and it says a lot uh, and I say it to players and whenever I see guys coming out of the bullpen and shaking I said you don't even know what's going on and you're coming in and shaking off a catcher who's been back there for every pitch but the late catfish hunter. When I came over from Cleveland in 73, I said, man, these guys are geniuses. I mean, these are world champions. But Catfish never shook me off. I said, why don't you ever shake me off? He said, why should I? It's your job to tell me what to throw, where to throw it. You're back there every day, every hitter. What do I have to know except what you tell me to do? It's a Cy Young Award winner, Hall of Famer, and we lost him too soon. But that says a lot about what the importance of a catcher is. Now you look at scouting reports. And, you know, one thing always remember, and Bob Melvin was very good as a catcher. He's better as a manager. And he knows that you pitch to your strengths. You don't pitch to the weaknesses of the hitter because maybe your pitcher doesn't have that pitch to be able to do it. So you pitch to his strengths. So that's why it's important for a catcher to be able to know every hitter, to watch the feet, to watch the eyes, to watch everything a hitter does because in most cases that hitter will tell you what he's trying to do. I've seen it firsthand behind the plate. I've seen it in the broadcast booth. 
And sometimes I wonder, what are you guys not looking at? He, you know, I can see it. What aren't you seeing? But that's the beauty of being a catcher because you are – and always remember this, guys. When you stand on a baseball field, there's only one position player that can look straight out and see everybody. And that's why he's the captain. The catcher is the man running the show because the catcher is the only position player that you can look out and see everybody else. There's not another position that you could look straight in and see everybody. Well, and forgive my memory here because I wasn't that old, but I think I remember reading you caught uh, a player A's fans might be familiar with. You you caught Dennis Eckerts, the no-hitter. I I remember saying something after the game saying, give credit to Fossey there. I think only shook him off like three times. You also, I believe, caught the combined no-hitter with Raleigh Fingers. Uh, you know, in all your years of catching, is there a pitcher that stands out? Is there one that stands out above all, whether it's the most difficult, the hardest throwing? Is there one guy that stands out as your favorite to catch? Well, I, I'm going to give you a few guys. Sam McDowell caught in Cleveland, to me, had the four best pitches. Should have won in 20 games every year. He only won 21 times. Should have been in the Hall of Fame, and he's not. But I was fortunate when Cleveland acquired uh, Gaylord Perry. I caught him in 72. And for the listeners in today's world, when you see pitch counts and number of innings, just simply look up whatever method it is. Gary Lord Perry in 1972. I'm going to throw out some numbers. Mm-hmm. 40 starts, 40 decisions, 24 and 16. He had one save. He was in Kansas City in the bullpen. Ken Aspromani, or I'm sorry, he was behind home plate charting pitches, and Aspromani said, come in. Said, what do you want? He says, go get dressed, came in and save the game. 24 and 16, 40 starts, one save, 342 innings, Ugh. 29 complete games, and I remember Ken Aspermani would come to the mound and say, Gaylord, how do you feel? And he said, better than the guy in the bullpen. I'm staying. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And he won the side that year. That's I've got it. the quote in front of me. He says, quote, I got to split it up and give part a big part to my catcher, Ray Fossey. He kept pushing me in games when I didn't have good yeah. stuff. He'd come out and show me that big fist of his <laughs> when I wasn't bearing down the way he thought I should. That's awesome, Ray. Well, it, it was, and when I was traded to Oakland, which was, you know, a blessing because, thank God, you know, it happened because I've been here ever since. And, and, but, you know, to be able to catch Catfish Hunter when I got traded, he was the first guy I caught after being traded from Cleveland in 1973. Ten days ago in spring training, uh, you know, the great Charlie Finley, I want you up there so you can take pictures for your book. Dick Williams said, uh, blankety-blank to that yearbook, you're going to catch these guys because you have ten days to learn this pitching staff. Catfish was the first guy I caught. Guys, I warmed him up in the bullpen. I caught him 15 batters, five, uh, five innings, 15 batters, the easiest I've ever seen. I said, I'm in heaven, man. This is great. I didn't break a sweat in Arizona with 10 days to go in spring training. But it, it was great. But, you know, I was blessed to catch Catfish Hunter when he won his Cy Young Award in 74, and same with Gaylord in, in 72. And, you know, both class individuals, maybe being from the Carolinas, I, I don't know, but they both gave me credit. And that is something that's so special because, yes, we do our job as a catcher, but we never do it for the attention to get the credit. But for those two guys to win the Cy Young Award and both to say, I could not have done it without my catcher, that was pretty special. So, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Vida Blue, John Blue Moon Odom, uh, uh, Kenny Holtzman. I mean, I've, I've been blessed to have caught a lot of great pitchers. But uh, those two stand out because of, of what they did on the field, and Gaylord especially, because we didn't win a lot of games in Cleveland. So uh, to win a Cy Young Award, he was the first to win the Cy in both leagues. He went to San Diego, won it there. But, guys, I remember, and <laughs> talking about Giants fans, how about this trade? Gaylord Perry for Sam McDowell. And Gaylord won the Cy Young Award, and Sam fell off the plane coming to San Francisco. So that says a lot <laughs> about that trade. But I, I remember when Gaylord w- was uh, – 
I, I was a player rep for Cleveland 72, and Gaylord was uh, a player rep for the Giants. Uh, Carol and my wife and I were having dinner. We were in Acapulco, and Gaylord came up and said, Hey, partner, can you catch it? I said, What do you mean? He said, I was just traded. And I remember the trade was, it was said this way. We're trading a good older pitcher for a good younger pitcher. Well, Gaylord went on to Hall of Fame. Sam should have been there, but unfortunately he's not. And But uh, – you know, I've been blessed, but, but again, back to the most important thing. We're coming to Sacramento today, uh, and we look forward to a lot of fans coming out and, and being able to talk baseball. And uh, the, the crew that you mentioned earlier, and are you guys going to be out there as well? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Well, good, good. I'm missing it. I look forward to seeing you because if you're up this early, then, then you're going to be out there this afternoon. That, that, that's special. So uh, you guys are gamers too, so we appreciate it. We look forward to coming up. Best believe I'll be coming off a nap. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's all right. But just remember, it's baseball. In baseball, there's no crying and there's no napping. So let's go. Get, right. get going. You know, let's go. So that's I'm why I there. wasn't good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, hey listen, we, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate hearing you and Ken and Vince and the, the entire crew, uh, both both here and, of course, on television as well. And look forward to uh, putting it, well, we know your face, but shaking hands, seeing you out there. And I know there's a lot of A's fans, a ton of A's fans here yep. locally that are super excited to be able to see you guys. We're looking forward to it. Well, and even even all those uh, A's fans who are now rooting for the Giants in, in uh, the Rivercats, you know, we were the A's, we, we, the A's were up there for many, many years, and it was great. So we appreciate everything the Rivercats did in developing some very, very good players and coming down the uh, Interstate 80 to come to the Coliseum. And, you know, it's amazing, guys, how quickly they come to Oakland and how slowly they go back to minor leagues. But that's part of the, that's part of the game, you know. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. But uh, we know Sacramento is an important part of uh, Northern California for the Oakland A's, and we appreciate everything you guys do. We're looking forward to it. And, uh Looking forward to a good, fun day and uh, meeting some good fans. We'll see you in a few hours, Ray. Have a safe drive up. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. Look forward to seeing you, and uh, thanks for the visit. All right. Take care. That's Ray Fossey.